He Shoots, He Draws are proud to be sponsored by the Photography and Video Show, held on the 18th to the 21st of September 2021 at the NEC Birmingham and we'll be doing a live episode at the show. The Photography and Video Show has everything you need. If you're about to take the next step on your creative journey, whether you're an absolute beginner or a seasoned professional, this is the show for you. Get exclusive insights into this year's film and photography innovations. Test out kit and get to ask questions from the manufacturers. The show has exclusive deals throughout the four days just for you. Join talks and live demos on a huge range of topics led by experts and legends of photography and filmmaking. Whatever your level or skill, you'll be sure to learn lots of new techniques and approaches to help you become a better photographer. The Photography and Video Show is returning to the NEC and want to welcome you back safely. From the 19th of July, events were allowed to return to a live format. Please be assured that your safety is taken very seriously and there may be measures in place to ensure that everyone has a great day out. Tickets are available from photographyshow.com and if you use the code HSHDTPS21, you'll get 15% off a standard adult entry ticket. That's up to and including the 15th of September. All the links are in the show notes and we'll see you there. Hi, I'm Glenn Jewis, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hello, and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws podcast, and tonight is a very, very strange one. For those of you who watch Doctor Who, have you ever seen that episode where all the previous doctors get together in the same episode so all the actors have played them so so there's like three doctors all played by different people and it's all weird because they're all in the same place well today we've got this really weird situation because i'm not only joined by my co-host alan hess i'm also joined by the previous co-host <laughs> a young up-and-coming photographer kind of clawing his way through trying to make a go of it but you know, some might have heard of him. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Glyn Dewis. Well, hello there. God, this feels weird. <laughs> it feels really weird. Why am Wait. I nervous? I don't understand why I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know why you're nervous. It's because you're the know. guest. This is yeah, the first so. time you've come. Well, we've interviewed each other on the show before, but this is the first time like, you've yeah. come back to the show. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today, because... It's been, you know, we've all been living through a pandemic. We've all had different things happening to us. Um, work going away, jobs changing, moving house, all sorts. So what we're going to do today is kind of go go back um, to May of last year. So oh, please, no. Yeah, we're going to relive <laughs> this nightmare through this episode. I'm trying to forget um, last year. But yeah, so... Obviously, last year, we, we keep in touch. We all know what's happening with each other. But I just thought that now we've got 12 months under our belt, a good solid 12 months of, of what's happened for all of us. I think because you've been quite open on social media, what you're doing, I thought it'd be really interesting to go back and talk about that chronologically, the things you did, because you're so known for personal projects and, and keeping yourself busy. You're never one to rest. And I just thought it'd be good to talk through kind of those things you did along the mm -hmm. way to keep yourself busy keep like up, up to today. And, you know, and the, yeah, 
and the, and the quality of work that you've done because i know what you like you're a perfectionist you you like to um you like to be like really good at something rather than just doing it half-assed so we'll rewind we'll jump in the tardis <laughs> we're going to go back in time so it's may 2020 yeah. the 3945 portraits project it's just kind of really picked up some steam you've had the exhibition you've had the, all the portraits done there's been a lot happened mm. kind of what was that next couple of months like for you as the restrictions kicked in and you and you weren't able to go and see them um like what what were your thoughts at the time and and what made you go into the thing that you did in that period where you couldn't go and see them yeah well i guess it was it was kind of march wasn't it when it all really kicked off there was all the yeah. the talk of things oh there's something happening out in the world around about february time and we all kind of thought it was going to be uh, only last a couple of weeks and then obviously it got really bad and then then march came along and then i think it was then that we had the the lockdown one so mm. um yeah that's when the 30 because the 3945 was well and truly picking up steam then because the exhibition had finished in january that had run from the previous november 19 through to january 20 uh, and i was kind of carrying on doing that really as well as my other stuff and then obviously lockdown restrictions happen and it can no longer happen but because I've been so busy doing the 3945, traveling all over the place, all of a sudden I've got sort of like chains on me and I can't go anywhere. And very quickly started to get a little bit anxious. If I had long nails, I'd have nibbled them down <laughs> because I just, you know, I, mean? I was just, I get, you know what I'm like anyway, yeah. that I can't, I get really frustrated if I'm not doing something, I'll say every day, but certainly every other day that I get really anxious about it. So I had to just come up with an idea, which is where the old um, airfix model things came in. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was quite interesting to watch because that requires some patience anyway. Mm. But also, like, I remember when you did the superhero, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger model. I know when you did it, you like, you went out and bought the best model to photograph. Yeah. yeah. So it just made, it just kind of it made me giggle to think, like, being back to being a schoolboy again and going through and looking for those planes and laughing when you <laughs> see the German Fokker. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I tell you, what, it made me realize why I didn't do it. Because obviously, I think, you know, when we're all kids, I don't know if you did them when you were younger, that, you know, you and Alan, but certainly when I was younger at school, there was kids who did do those airfix models and I never did, but you'd go around their house and have them all hanging by fishing wire from their ceilings in their bedrooms and things like that. But then when I was doing it, like when we're going back to March last year, here's a late 40 something trying to do it thinking, my God, my eyes, you know what I mean? <laughs> trying, trying to see all these little bits. So I'm sure they must, it's like the old um, Mars bars. They've definitely made these models smaller because yeah. I was just really struggling holding the stuff and the gluing and the painting, but it was, it was incredibly on a serious note. It was incredibly therapeutic because while I was, you know, unable to go out and do what I would, I'd just love to do anyway, meeting all these other people, sitting there in in my room with this model kit in front of me and you know what I'm like I've got all the paints and all that kind of stuff I um I was just in my own little world and, and it literally was just it made me forget everything outside so it helped me to keep creative because it was like almost like starting again really it was yeah. brand new photographing stuff that I'd never done before and making stuff but it was so it was good for the creative side of it, but it was also good for the mental side of it because I just I literally forgot everything that was going on while I was doing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I say everything's going on, everything out there in the big bad world, you know, I was just I was in my own little world and it was just 
fabulous loved it and it was so much fun because then like obviously you being you and you do that whole behind the scenes stuff it was that seeing you set up the plane on the tripod mm. and getting the background on the screen and the camera set up and then explaining well i need to shoot it this way because it would be looking up and yeah. going out walking down the fields and taking pictures of the clouds i can't remember when you took a picture of the um the puddle and it was the um elephant watering hole <laughs> oh yeah, yeah just like yeah. there's still stuff around you to be creative but yeah. what was quite good was that generated some interest in itself that little project because mm. you were getting the prints done people were interested in it and even I think it was not last month, the month before, there was a guy in the Kelby One Photoshop user magazine who actually started doing the same thing on the back of what you'd been doing. Oh, and right. he himself had been had got the model airplanes and was doing the putting the backgrounds in and photoshop. Oh, fair play. So it, it's just that thing, you do nothing or you do something. But yeah. it's nice it kind of carried on that three, nine, four, five. Paul yeah it, it definitely had to i had to do something that was kind of connected with it and this just felt the natural thing to do and uh because I, I mean this is kind of related but i've always wanted to have pictures that i've done on my wall but it always felt weird to say that i wanted to have portraits on the wall you know like people's just people that you don't really know put their pictures on the wall why would i do that so then i thought about doing landscape stuff but with the with the model aircraft stuff I could kind of do that. And I know your viewers can't see it, but sorry, your listeners can't see it, but I've got one on my shoulder of Alan. Cause when I, when I lost Alan, I put, I did a spitfire picture and it felt appropriate to do a picture side by side, you know? So, um, finally getting to put my own pictures on the wall. That wasn't Alan Hess that we lost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still here. Yeah, I must clarify. Yeah, I must clarify. In fact, while while we're on the subject, let's just, um, let's just mention Alan quickly. Cause I know one of the things that happened during lockdown was you'd obviously made really good friends with the veterans. I know you were calling a lot of them quite often. Um, yeah. And then obviously we lost Alan, but I mean, that must've been quite difficult, that kind of thing happening over that period and not being able to see them. So it was, it was horrible, but um, when I think about, well, if I sort of think of Alan Scott, which is the, the Alan that yeah. you're talking about, not, <laughs> Not your co-host, no. Alan. Um, you know, ninety-eight year old. We he got he had his 99th birthday during last year. Um, he just he just didn't get on with it at all. Just did not cope with this lockdown. Understandably, you know, there's this man there who's just being in his in his little flat really, and just couldn't get out. And he was a very sociable person. And it just and he lived alone. It just wasn't good for him. Mm. So before the lockdowns come in, <clears> I would be seeing him pretty much every week. You know, you'd phone him twice a week. Yeah. Um, and I'd, and I'd sort of go and see him and uh, once a week take him to a cafe that he liked. And we just had, it was just lovely doing that. But then when you can't do that, it it just felt, you felt completely helpless because I'd become really close to Alan. I really, really had. He was just such a lovely man. Um, but because of where he lived, he lived in like, a, although it was his own flat, it was within, within a booper care facility. So you had different levels of, of care that was provided. Alan was kind of like, I wouldn't say assisted living because he could look after himself, but they would, they would give him the meals and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas there were people that were fully dependent on the care. So with Alan, because he lived in that area, in that thing there, even when we could go and be local, he couldn't. The, the sort of um, the government and whatever said that those people cannot uh, come out from where they are. So I, you know, me and my wife would then drive over, take him essentials and things like that, just to snatch any kind of moment with him to help mm. him 
more than us, definitely, but to help him by chatting through the window and what have you. Yeah. So, and what a crazy time to think he, you know, he lived through World War Two, and you think all those people of that age who lived through that. World well, he II he was he was basically an infant, Dave, during the very first pandemic, the flu pandemic in the twenties. Oh, wow. So he was one of a twin. Him and his sister. His sister didn't survive it, but he went on to, you know, he he came through it, and then wow. here we talk. All these ninety-eight years later. There's another pandemic and it's just like really so yeah incredible absolutely incredible oh, just I mean, a it's, huge it's, loss and and so good that you did what you did in the time that you did it because i know i know we lost a few through the project that you've got to know in time it's, how, it's unbelievable how many veterans we have lost in this last year and a bit mate it's just yeah but how scary. good that you made those friendships that you were able to do what you did mm. i mean i can see the portraits over your shoulder and they're only the ones i can see yeah and and, and i know you know personally that the the feedback you got from that and what you did so i'm um, here's you know here's hoping that we can get back to a time soon where you can go back and see those guys safely and yeah definitely yeah carry and on just do, do a few more of the pictures yeah yeah so then after that one of the things that was happening through the beginning of last year is i know you were trying to move house uh, which became uh a massive frustration but let's not dwell on it let's let's talk about where you are now because you're now in a different studio you've got those pictures behind you yeah you know, i've obviously seen you putting your office together mm -hmm. what's like what's life in devon like now glenn uh lovely it really is lovely it's, ta it's taken some adjusting to i must admit because because where we were before there there were issues local issues you know what i mean and i think it's I think it's only natural that you, when we move down here to a completely different life, it is completely different. You do bring those old negatives with you. So, you know, you can't just wake up the first morning in this place, which is in the middle of you know, the countryside with the coast down the road and stuff. You can't just wake up and go, oh, that's it. Everything's fixed now. I forget the last five <laughs> years of living there. It just doesn't happen. So it's taking some adjusting. It really is. Um but yeah, we're getting there now. I mean, it's, I think it's, at the time of doing this now, I think we've been in nine months, which is just insane how quick that's yeah. gone by. Um, but yeah, I, sometimes you kind of find yourself saying, oh, I'm, we're so lucky to live here. But I, I have to sort of remind myself, no, we have worked hard. So I'll say, right, we're very fortunate to live here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, exactly. Um, but it, suit, it suits what I do. Anne's, Anne's finished work. She's retired. It suits what I do because you can, you know, doing what we all three of us do, you can work pretty much anywhere. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, if anything that's happened through the past sort of eighteen months, it's that's that's what we're finding out is yeah, the work is what you do, not where you are. Yeah. and and as long as you've got the equipment and the ability to carry on, well, and the internet, I, I, I would like a subject or yeah. two to shoot once in a <laughs> once in a while. And, um, but I mean, I know because when I was in England, uh, oh man, that's like four years ago now. That's not when you, you were, were over here. That's four years. Yeah, that's like four years. You were you were already at that point. You were like, this is the plan. We yeah, want yeah. to move. And then it seemed like it was every time we spoke, it was like another frustration to to like finally last year mm -hmm. in the middle of all this chaos and pandemic and all the bad news. Suddenly yeah. you're like, right, we've done it. We're 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 onto the new place. It, it was almost like some evil force outside of us was trying to stop us do it. It really was because, I mean, you know what, you know, we spoke about, I don't know all the things that you, I told you that were happening, but then yeah. when we did first sell our previous house, I know we're not going to make this a negative, you know, because yeah. obviously I'm here now. So there is a positive ending Pos to it. Positives from. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 
even to the point that when we when we sold our house the first time going back last year on the day of exchange they pulled out and it's like no and we'd even found the house we we're going to move into now there's i remember when i was a kid my mom would always say everything happens for a reason and she always said it for the right reason do you know what i mean but you kind of think god damn it. <laughs> i mean i hate that saying but you know give it a yeah. bit of time you then realize that yeah it does everything does happen for a reason because then we realized that the house we'd originally found wouldn't have been right for us anyway and then it led us to this house and um yeah we did find a buyer literally we had to put out how we had a proper pity party for 24 hours <laughs> i i there was words coming out of my mouth i didn't even know i knew i was i was just really it's 24 hours and then you have to kind of just shake it off and go right this is getting us nowhere the, the americans we don't we don't get that because it's not the way you sell and buy houses yeah, in america yeah. it's completely different and when i found out how it worked there because my brother lives in london so i, I yeah. found out and i learned this stuff in in this country we go into escrow so you can't pull out on the last day once those papers are signed and the deposit is in we're mm -hmm. taking your money yeah <laughs> you, know, you you can leave the house or not but it doesn't work that way yeah it really so opens the safety net oh man the the british system you can literally pull out at the very last second mm -hmm which sounds so wrong on every level when I say those words out of my mouth, that you should not pull out at the very last second. <laughs> There's not a herd of wild horses. <laughs> and I think it's, it's a I, chain. I, well. Yeah. When, yeah. when it first happened, just a bit of a side note here, because you do mm. rough on tennis, I know. When it first happened, the, the people who were originally buying it, they kind of, they did the old thing where they put the head in the sand and if we don't contact them, we'll eventually go away. But I just, I just don't go away. Do They've you know what not I mean? So, <laughs> well, no, well, I, I kind of, I, I found out where the buyers lived, so I went there, and uh, knock on the door, and the, the, the because it was a, a young couple who were buying it, but her dad answered the door, and I sort of said, look, this is, um, we've just been told they wanted it this morning. Now the solicitors have just rang them half an hour later. Now they've changed their minds and don't want it. Can you get hold of her, please, to speak so I can speak to her? And he's like, um, um, he's at the door looking quite nervous. And he said, yeah, I'll ring her. I said, go on then. And he's like, yeah, I will do. I'll go in and ring her. I said, no, ring her now. And he's like, uh. so when he, he said, I'll go in now and ring her. So when he shut the door, as he, as he was shutting the door, I felt such a muppet because I thought, oh, what did you say that for? As he walked in, I went, go and ring her. I'll be back. I thought, <laughs> Doo -doom -doom -doo -doom. I thought, oh, that sound is so corny. I'll be back. Please anyway. tell me you were wearing a black leather jacket, sunglasses, and had a motorbike out the front. Yeah, yeah, of course I was. It's not every day wear for me, you know that. Uh, and leather yeah. chaps. But it, it no. all it all came round in the end. Yeah. It? So. Well, it's true what they say. It's it is one of the most stressful things. Mm. And but the, the nice thing is, is like you say, you can look back nine months ago. That's mm. all gone now. It's all been. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of the process. We can laugh about it now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and still cry i know i, I mean I, I remember moving into this place was as, as stressful as anything but mm. that's another story but like now you're now you're down there um yeah. i know one of the things you really wanted to do was like get your teeth into the community because you've yep. always been an outdoorsy person you've always liked going out and doing that mm. kind of stuff and i know the plan was always to be in that neck of the woods so now you've kind of adopted the the devonshire um life um, and I know you've got a couple of projects on the go. So, yeah. what's kind of the, sh the your what's the shift for you now? That mm. obviously three nine four five is still on the back burner. Yeah. Um, and you're established down there. I mean, I know some of the things you've been doing, but just 
tell us a little bit about the new things you've been teaching yourself and well, what you've picked um, up while you've been there. Well, because well, obviously we all thought the restrictions were going to be a, like a, a short-term thing, but it's obviously gone a lot longer. So I eventually kind of got to the point where I'd done enough of the Airfix models. In fact, I have got one I've got to finish off. But then I thought, right, what else can I do? I've got to keep doing something. So then I thought, well, now's a good time to start my landscape project. And I, I, I'm in a great place to do landscape. So again, it was like starting from scratch again, learning something completely new. So I did a few videos on it on YouTube as well about how I was going out to do landscape, seascapes, woodland. And I have just really enjoyed it because what this, this sounds really weird and I hope this comes across the right way, but the actual lockdown side of it, the restrictions has actually been, in a strange way, it's done me a favor. And that sounds really odd. It really has done me a favor because whereas before, when I was, you know, pre-March 2020, going all over the place taking portraits if I didn't have a portrait to take my camera was in the camera bag and that was it do you know what I mean so I'd get it out when there's another portrait whereas now being on these long-term restrictions it kind of it's forced me to to find more content so rather than me just doing portraits it's made me look at doing other stuff and I have had such fun doing it. I'm using my camera that in a way that I never would do doing time lapses doing landscape photography seascapes using filters um, macro stuff do you know what I mean I'm just doing all sorts of stuff now that I which is great for me because it's kept me busy kept me creative but it's also new content which I would have never had because I wouldn't have gone that route absolutely would not have gone that route before I'd have continued to do portraits yeah so <coughs> it's, well, it's kind of doing, opened me up so <coughs> you're doing the video of um, I know you were doing the iPhone photography stuff at the church and you did mm -hmm. the time lapses yeah, yeah but then then you did the old casey neistat uh approach where you did the one with the church where it was like you walk into the gate and the camera's on the other side oh, yeah, and you open yeah, yeah, the yeah, gate yeah. and i think didn't you catch the camera bag on it or something uh, yeah probably <laughs> I, do you know what I, I yeah and so when i think the locals obviously we'd moved in to this village and the people didn't really know us but they're seeing me going out photographing stuff locally they must think who the hell is that weirdo he goes through the gate four times <laughs> he must have ocd or something you know what i mean he's got to shut it in a certain way before he can move on but that's what yeah i mean i've had great fun doing it i really have sort of like so you do all the because people have said do you do all the filming yourself i'm like yeah 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 so it takes four times as long as what it normally would do because i'm doing all the drone footage i'm doing the sounds i'm doing everything all the different angles so once i've done the whole route i then go back and do exactly the same route with a sound recorder and record the sounds of the gates closing i hold it down by my feet with my feet on the gravel and and then i overlay that onto the real video and, but but it's a lot of effort but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So I'm doing more video stuff now than I ever was. Well, I was so, going to come on to that because that's, that's the thing. It's, you're known for your photography, but I was going to say probably for me, knowing you, the last, I don't know, six, six to eight months, your video side of things has, has come on so strong now. You're getting hired for it. Yeah. yeah. But, but just to go, just because I... The reason why I said Casey Neistat, so if anybody ever watches any kind of video content and you see, and I, and I love Casey's work because it's effortless and it, yeah. you don't think about what goes into it, but I do. I love watching it to think, wow, he's, he went down that road four times on that skateboard because he had to go down, <laughs> set up his camera, hope no one nicked it, go back up there. So, I mean, even just that church one, what I thought was good was 
if people could I'll, I'll find the link afterwards and i'll put it in and watch it because i think it was bbc devon picked it up as well mm. um but actually when you watch it like the storytelling of the video go back watch it and see how many edits you can work out glenn had to do just to do that simple walking along the road and just think about how much work goes into that because like you said you did that yourself. You you were your own foley artist doing like the <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that is something that kind of you have to learn as you go. You, yeah. You've got to kind of break it down, reverse engineer it, think about it. I I think I, I messaged you about it and said that for me, what you did to make that video was more interesting to me than the video itself, even though the video mm. was very good because I could picture the whole. He's probably walked that more than four times because he wouldn't have been happy Gosh, yeah. <laughs> how fast he walked towards it, or or the way he was holding his bag or something. So, mate, I, I did think... one. I did one down at a place called uh, um, Heartland Key, which is right on the coast. There's one that I've done there that's called. I forget the name of the video now, but I'll, I'll send you the link. But it's proper steep when you're walking from where your car is up to this top. And I did all these different angles when I was walking up. I was up and down that hill like a bloody mountain goat. <laughs> Mate, I, my legs, I, I was like, the yeah, I had huge legs before the end of it. Cause I was just like, <laughs> so I've got fitter as well. You know what I mean? Do you, do you storyboard no, these things out like before you yeah. leave the house? I mean, do you, you literally know what you're going out to, to shoot and you're like, this is totally. I'll I'll do it all, Alan. I'll, I'll I'll script it all out. Even sometimes paragraph words of what I'm going to say to camera, and then what's going to be voiceover. So I take out the printed A4 sheets, and what I say to camera is in bold, and what I don't say, what I say um, as a voiceover is not in bold. And I have them there, drop them on the floor in front of me, talk to the camera, then pick them up and carry on. So yeah, I just I storyboard it all out. Yeah. Because that's always a part of the Practice video that I'm, always, I'm, I'm so impressed with. And I've done some video courses, and the problem is that I always press the button way too late. <laughs> the video frame yeah, is yeah, always yeah. like three seconds long, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's the people who organize, like they're so organized going in, and it's I'm right now packing for a shoot for next week, and I'm realizing that I don't even know where some of my lenses are because I haven't used them in over a year and a half. And the organizational <laughs> yeah. skills are seriously lacking and i keep thinking that if i did some more video maybe i would have a little bit of a handle on, on being a little bit yeah. more um together <laughs> it, it it totally i mean you have to you have to be organized with it otherwise you could end up going out and just if you haven't got a script you'll then be thinking oh, what do i say here and then you fluff it a little bit because sometimes we, if you watch one of the videos and you can hear you can see me moving around but i'm it's kind of my voice is over the top of it I'm literally probably just sat there at that location with a piece of A4 reading it. And then I just overlay that later on in the footage or just drop it to the floor and then carry on talking to the camera. Because you can see there's a couple of lines in bold that I've memorized, put that on the floor, then talk and then pick it back up again, carry on doing yeah. the voiceover. I, and you've I got the ambient sound. It. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like you've come home and you're doing it in the studio. It's you've got the outdoor. Yeah, it's, the it's outdoor a huge learning well. curve. But it is so so enjoyable. It really, really is enjoyable. I'm like audio, um, the best. You know, I've become so you can bleep, bleep it out anal about audio. Do you know what I mean? Really making it as good yeah. as possible. With do I use a lav mic? Do I use the wireless two goes by Rode and have one of them visible? It doesn't look so good when it's visible. All these little things that you think about. But then editing as well. Coming back, learning more about Premiere and Adobe Audition and. 
I'm just I'm just absorbing it all. I'm really absorbing it all. I'm, I mean, yeah, I want to learn more about After Effects and. But it's another at the moment, stream for you. That's the yeah. thing is you've you've learned another skill that that you've got the equipment for. I mean, you're still using the Sony stuff. I've I've I mean, anyone listening, if you've not been keeping up with Glenn, if you go back through his Instagram feed, you'll see the equipment he's been testing out and. This works. This didn't work. This sucks. Oh no! Fix. Was it one that one you was like this? This sucks. But then you fixed it. Well, there but was a like the, you... the wireless, the new Rode wireless microphones are called the Wireless Go Twos. Fantastic piece of kit. Amazing bit of kit. But mine all of a sudden stopped working. So I put a, I put a, a negative positive, yeah. um, post on social media about it, basically saying to people who follow me, just. Just be careful at the minute. I've had this issue, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully, Rode, I've messaged them, hopefully we'll be able to sort this out. So it wasn't saying, Rode, you suck. It was basically saying, look, this is the issue I've got. I've been in touch with Rode. Let's see what happens. And you know what? They came They came good. They literally got hold of me the next day, um, sent me all these instructions to come through, which 99.9% of the times fix it. So I've done a video of the fix with overhead cameras looking down on my hands, fixing it. All that. So I can't wait to put that out. However... For my unit, it must have been one in a one million. It just didn't work on it. So Rode said, okay, fine, not a problem. Um, we'll send you a new kit. So they sent a new kit over from Australia. I mean, oh, you, wow. you cannot ask for more than that. They have just, their, their kit's solid. Anybody who's used it, I mean, you, you know, you've used it. It's just solid stuff. So for something not to work, and I'm not affiliated with them, but no. for, not, for it not to work, there's something not right. There's just a rogue unit that I had. But they just, they didn't even argue. It was a case of, there you go, get it. We want you to be able to use it. It's like, wow. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Well, I mean, that's, that's once you started doing that, you, you've you actually now been, I see you've been doing projects where you're now getting hired for video mm. work. So, you did, I saw you did the surfer, the oh, Benny Hill, God, the funny. Benny Hill run. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> so amazing. That, that was absolutely amazing because uh, Mark Baber, who's a Sony uh, technical and marketing guy from uh, UK and Europe, he uh, asked me to sort of help him out with some filming for Sony. So I, um, he said, oh, we, we want to test out all these different units of what the cameras can do. You know, these different cameras, this is what they can do. And we want to highlight their, their strong points. So I'm thinking, I don't want to do what everybody else would do. Go in your garden or f- film your family or whatever. Let's do something really crazy. I said, right, I'm in the f- ideal location. Surfers. Have a photograph of filming surfers. So I just went down to the one of the local beaches, Saunton Sands. Didn't know any surfers. And I just walked past one of these surfing schools. And there was a girl outside of it. And I just went up and said, listen, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. And she was like, oh, yeah, we'd be well up for that. And that was it. It just kind of hit it off from there. So... We organised a weekend when, uh, sorry, midweek actually, two days. Mark came down. We did the filming on the beach. Um, oh, it, it was just such, such fun. So we did the stuff for Sony. And then the following week, I went back on my own to photograph, uh, to film the female surfer in the water. My God, that was fun. That was fun. Wetsuit. I had to walk out beyond the breakers. And I've got this four and a half grand camera in my hand about three inches <laughs> above the water. Oh. No waterproof case, no nothing. And I've rammed, because I've got like a small rig L bracket attached to it, and I rammed my fingers through the bracket, and they were blue, to, so I didn't drop it. So I'm a, you know, I'm taking the pictures, everyone's moving around, and I learned so much about the camera for tracking, 
and all because I'm being pushed by the tide, the, the surfers moving, the guy with the light who's also in the water <laughs> holding my light is in the you know, and then all of a sudden you get these rogue waves. So I'm only five foot nine. I'm having to get my go. Oh God, rave! So you extend your arms as high as you can <laughs> and try to jump as high as you can to stop the camera getting wet. So I can vouch for the Sony A7R4 being damn waterproof. It's just yeah, it can it can stand up to seawater. That was like um, the story uh, Kaylee and Sam were telling when they yeah. were out and they were like having to hold everything up. And like you think you've got all that electrical expensive yeah, gear yeah, and you're yeah. in water, the worst thing for it. But I mean, seriously, it, in the quality of the video, I mean, I remember when you did the um, Anthony's son as the soldier down on the Welsh beach and you did the um, Dunkirk oh, thing. Yeah. So you used the drone going out and the way you used the drone to kind of give it that extra yeah yeah actually uh, take it to the next level i hate that i hate that saying <laughs> i i do not i had to do uh at the beginning at the beginning of the episode there's an ad for the photography show because um bit we've been involved with the photography show again this year and there's a lot there's a line in there in the bio for the show that it says no. take your photography to the next no. level so i i had to change it and uh, say so, something like be able to uh, be able to enhance your skills and and uh, progress as a, yeah. as a like increase How many levels expertise. are there god damn it i know i just could not say take it to the next level <laughs> can you imagine joe mcnally going to a court oh yeah take your photography to the next level what level <sighs> above joe yeah <laughs> it's like what yeah. so yeah. you've you, you've done the uh the video stuff now which is yep. now obviously going to be part of your business you recently just did the shoot for the hat company as well yes. didn't you? Yeah, which yeah. With, gamble and with, gun with, um, yeah. with mr monroe as as your well model. he's you know i hate and to it, say he's, but he's a good looking lad he's he got is. that he has yeah i knew i was first on the list for the call but you knew i'd be busy so i appreciate yeah. ian standing in for me that's very humble of you thank you because none of those hats would have fit my massive head. <laughs> there is that. Oh, dear. It would have been perched on the side of my head like a little prison hat. <laughs> oh, that, that was a good, fun shoot. But, oh, my God, that is a long day, really long day. But Ian Ian was a legend. He was so good with it. He really was. So so yeah. is, that, is that kind of more what you're going to be doing now you're down in Devon? And I know, I, I, mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I know I've worked on a logo for a project that you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm that yeah, talk about that. that. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I think it's um, Totally Devon is the name and the tagline is the people, the places and the produce that make Devon, Devon. So I'm going to continue doing the 39.45, but the Totally Devon I'm going to start giving more time to. And, and there's, there's two reasons for doing it. If I'm completely honest, there's two reasons for it. And the first one is to for, for people to kind of get to know that, who I am and, and what I do. So... My from from having done the thirty nine to forty five project, I can see the value of of having a project more than I did before, and how it can kind of not pigeonhole you, but people can kind of tell what you do from your project. Do you know what I mean? Because whereas before people would say things like, you know, well, what do you do? All oh, right, okay, what kind of photography is that then? So they're asking you questions about what you do. It very quickly became you're the guy doing the veterans thing. You get known for it. And, and they don't mean, oh, that's all you can do. But they get to yeah. know the quality of the work that you can do. So my idea with the Totally Devon thing is to photograph not just people, which is what it would have been pre-March 2020, but it's people, places. So it involves landscape, seascape, woodland, and produce. So there's going to be food photography in there as well. So I'm going to go for two years 
of going around all the different areas of Devon, photographing these local heroes, for want of a better uh, phrase, rather than the big companies, the people who kind of, you know... Have lived uh, there all their life yeah, and yeah, run and they're, their they're business. Kind of for... For the, they're known for doing, like, the farmers, the bakers, the candlestick makers, all those kind of things. <laughs> the but locals. also the, the food... Yeah, the locals, the food producers, not the big companies, but these, you know, these people that just to produce some great stuff. Photograph them and the locations. And in two years' time, have an exhibition. And that exhibition yeah. will tour the county. So then that there kind of gets out the work. It gets people to kind of know that, oh, this is what he does. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. And then after that, there are things that I'm going to develop with the Totally Devon website. So there's going to, that's going to involve select people having pages on there with video promos that we're going to be making for mm. them and all sorts of stuff. So, but, you know, you've got to don't run before you can walk. You've got to get the name out there first. So go out doing the pictures and stuff and then have the website and then the exhibition and, and go from there. Sounds but like I'm really looking got, forward to sounds it. Sounds like a good coffee yeah, table you've... book when you're done too. Could well be, Alan, yeah. Yeah, could well be. Um, it's, but it's, it's just the kind it's of book I want to see. National Walk into a National Trust place and there on the side is a, another Glintiris book, Totally oh. Devon. Hey, do you know what? Uh, having seen what happens with the... the the veterans project you just don't know what's going to happen but without sounding too kind of like wise and all that kind of stuff because i'm not wise at all but i'm just going to go into it with the intention of just doing doing as best as possibly can not thinking oh if i do this then i might get that you know what i mean because it just doesn't happen then i'm just going to go out there and just go for it yeah we've talked about that in the past it's the reason the reason for doing it the, the yeah. reason for doing it is and the thing with you is you know you've moved down to devon you're not a local but you're showing an appreciation of the history the people the the commerce of the area and you're you're integrating yourself but you're bringing your skills to the area you're you know i know you're not going to do it all for free because mate i'm doing i'm doing a talk i am booked in january to do a talk to the local village wi wow which is the women's institute for those who don't know so i'm doing a talk for them do you know what I mean? It's just why not? And it's all about the veterans thing. But yeah, you, you got to you got to you know integrate, didn't you? Rather than just coming down here and shutting the doors and not wanting to know people, I, I want to get to know people. But yeah, this project's going to do that. It's going to get me to know the area better as well. So yeah, you moving down there. We've said before in pre. I'm th- I've been thinking of like older episodes that we've done where the phone's not going to ring. Is mm. you've got to get up and make it happen yourself. Mm-hmm. And also when you think that episode where you were like, I'm going to do landscapes this year. And I, th- I, can't I think I was just going to learn photography like I always promised. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still waiting for my portrait, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but the thing was, is that was the wrong time. But yeah. now look at where you are. Now that all right, if you had done it back then, but I don't think I think you still would have put your heart and soul into it. But I just think you, now you've got an area, you've got a focus. I think that's your strength. Is like we've even said when you used to get a model. Um, you wouldn't just turn up for the shoot and go right. What should we do? Mm. You had a purpose for the project. It was that, like that's well, I, that's just me though. I guess I I I have to. I have just you know. I have to plan and prepare. It's just me. I can't wing it. Some people have just got that thing about them where they can just turn up. I mean, we know some instructors that we know when we've been at the <laughs> events. You know, all three of us have been at some events. You know, I'm there literally in the in the room before. In fact, all three of us, I've seen it before. We're all sat there at our laptops going over our class beforehand. Oh, yeah. I've even had to go onto my YouTube channel to watch my own videos <laughs> to remind myself what I do. But I go over. But then some people, 
Colin Smith, for one, he's a prime example. I've sat with Colin Smith at Adobe Max once and we're sat outside. His class was about to start in two minutes and he's sitting there showing me his new Insta360 camera. I said, Colin, your, your class? Oh, yeah, be all right, be all right. I, 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 think, I, I think I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and he went in there and, he, and he, he went in there and he just kicked it out of the park. He did a great class. Some people can do that. I can't. So No, I think there is a lot to be, lot to be said for the whole planning and preparation. Like, was it fail um, to prepare, prepare to fail yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. It's, de- it's definitely true. I mean, you can wing some things, but I think the quality of the work that comes from it always, always like stands head and shoulders above what you see other people do. And I think that's the thing that, that, you, that comes from you, mm. knowing you all this time, knowing how you perfect your craft and I, I live by this and again I know your your listeners can't see this but I live by that I got myself this I, put, I always had a notepad I love notepads like you do but I've always had this leather mm. band I put this leather binder on it but this here every day is like crossed off so I like in the evening I'll write down what I need to do the next day and the next day I cross it off Peter McKinnon did a brilliant video on this recently actually about having journals to sort of keep yourself and keep you don't you put everything track. down you've had about eight or ten things that you've got to do tomorrow. And then when you do them, cross them out. And that's the only way that I can keep myself it's a, it's on track, a, if you it, like. My wife does that all the time. And it keeps, mm. it not only does it keep you on track, it also keeps you motivated because you look back at what you've actually accomplished and it feels yeah, like yeah, yeah. you've got something done. So you make the list, totally. you do the list, you, you knock off the list. And people, a lot of times, because I get asked, because I can't prep my <laughs> subjects for my shoots. I don't get to tell them what to do or how to act or where to stand mm-hmm. and do the rest of it. But yeah. I prep like crazy. I go yeah. and look at what videos, how their previous shows or act, you know, I study sports. When Before I shot my first hockey game, I'd never actually been to a hockey game. So, so I sat and watched YouTube videos of hockey and I watched what sports photographers considered good hockey photos. And then I went and figured out where that angle would be. And I took... 10 million <laughs> bad photographs of that See, angle. Do you know what? You, 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 one, you know, but you completely hit that on the head there, Alan, because what you said there is, I mean, you know, you, we, we me and David done a class of yours once years ago. I remember the old concert photography yeah. stuff, and that is one hell of a skill. But there's you saying, you know, we know you can go out and take great photos. You could have gone to the hockey and taken great photos, but would mm. they have been the photos that the hockey players liked? No. See, that's, that's what takes it to another level. Is when you've researched what would what would they like? Yeah, what, so, what do they post? What do they look at? What you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's yeah. The, what are they going to share on social yeah. media and go? That oh, wow, that was the same with the mate. surfers actually, because when when I was there with Mark from Sony, because he was doing some filming with the new Sony A1, which films in 8K, and the reason for filming with it was so that then in the camera you can then select the stills from the video without having to put it into a video and take still. You can literally go, that one, that one, that one. And then it just saves them as uh, JPEGs, big JPEGs, like 9,000 pixels wow. wide JPEGs. Um, but when when Mark was showing Jack, the surfer, some of the footage, which Mark was excited about going, oh, look at that, look at that. And Jack's going, yeah, but my feet aren't right on that one. That's, that's a bit better. And thinking, what? Do you know what I mean? So you really do have to know your subject, don't yeah. you? Not just be good in the good good at taking pictures. You've got to really know your subject as well. So, I think it's been a period of so many people learning new things about themselves mm. for a start, um, 
and new skills. I mean, we've we've interviewed people. Uh, Doug Saunders is the one that stands out the most. Where we were saying, don't be ashamed to admit you've had a good year. Mm. You know, it, it's a different year, but yeah, yeah. part of it was also adapting. And how strong are you to be able to adapt and or change the way, change your behaviour? Because that's the one thing is bad habits kick in really quickly, mm-hmm. and they're very hard to shake out of it. And it has been a tough year, but we we have spoken to people that have said. To be honest with you, I've had a really good year mm. because I changed the way I worked. I changed the way I approach things. And, like, you know, everything's online now. We're going to talk about events. Um, but people getting used to talking like this. You know, I know we've yeah. always done the podcast with guests like this. but yeah. So we're used to it. But for a lot of people, it's been a, a, a massive shift in communication skills. Yeah, it's um, made you realise that maybe the business plan that you had before the business model that you had prior to march 2020 maybe that just needs a little bit of tweaking in case things like this maybe happen again do you know what i mean so we've it's definitely made me look at doing things differently i mean i I stopped doing camera club talks but then you know the the power of zoom which has been a lifesaver for so many people i then started doing camera club talks again during the lockdowns and people could book direct and I, i think in the first from march to March to December, I did 83 camera club talks. Wow. So, yeah. I didn't realise you'd done that many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And only one of them, I got the time zone wrong, and I did it at 3 a.m. America for 3 a.m. And then, and then of course, um, because there was so much more free time, you have put out another book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I tell you something really just between us? Yeah, yeah, cool. Because go I, on. yeah, because nobody else will listen. No one's, no one's listening anymore. Because we all know, being authors, right? Yes. You get, you get months to do this, don't you? And here's me yeah. talking about I'm organising, but you know, I had things going on. You know, I was moving house. They pulled out. We bought another house. All that kind of stuff went on. I actually wrote the book, the latest book, because I knew what I was going to write in it because I planned yeah. it all out. Ten days. Wow. wow. Ten days from start to start because I just had to write off ten days, and I did ten. 10 hour days yeah and i got it done well if anyone can do it that way <laughs> it's definitely, definitely you yeah. but that's uh, I, I, I mean that was like i'm just thinking i did the pet photography book in four weeks four days a week for four weeks so not quite 10 days like 16 days but i had they were yeah, yeah. they were full 12 hour days planned out because i had to go find rescue organizations for hamsters and turtles <laughs> and horses and stuff and then i was writing and editing at the same time so i would write in the morning and then i would turn it in and then the next day i would start the morning by editing what they sent back from the night before and writing the next ah, ah right well there's the key thing alan because what i did as we know ordinarily you'll write a chapter send it in carry on write another chapter send that in and then while you write the third one the first one comes back with the edits i thought right i'm not doing that I'm going to keep them all to myself until I've finished and then just send them. And that's what I did. So I wrote them all for 10 days, then sent them. So then when the edits came back, which thankfully by book four, I was getting better. There weren't that many. So I could just, Mm. that's all I had to do when they came back was just some edits. I wasn't having to multitask and write as well. So come on, sell it. Tell us what the book's about. It's uh, selections. It's uh, layers and selections. So um, I've I've always had a thing about selections, a bit of a fetish 
about how to make selections in Photoshop. So it's weirdo. a book. I oh know, weirdo. <laughs> it's a book that takes you from the basics all the way up to advanced stuff, really. Um, I am genuinely, I'm not just saying this because it's my book, I am genuinely really happy with this one, really happy with it. There's a chapter that tells you exactly how to use the pen tool, which a lot of people avoid. But when I'd, when I'd finished it and I was like, yes, 10, 10 hour days, finished it, uploaded it. Next morning, I'm lying in bed in the morning early. <laughs> And I just suddenly thought, I know exactly where this is going. Hold on a second. I've just, <laughs> I thought I've just thought of another way of doing something. Oh no, maybe you could. Do so I thought of two ways of doing hair, which I have never done a video on ever. I thought of mm. two new ways while I was just lying in bed. You could do that. You could do. It. So I had to get up and then write another bit to then throw those into the book as well. Two two ways I have never to, never shown, never talked about anything at all how to select hair. I'm like, because I got up and I was like, will it work? So I get up at like six in the morning, try on a picture. Oh shit, it works. Oh my God, it works. <laughs> so write, write it out, write it out and then send it up again. So, yeah. But I think you did that on the toolbox or, or photograph like a thief. I remember you think, I remember you saying there was an extra bit you discovered and you were checking, you could get it in the book at the last minute mm. because that's, that's the thing you want to, the book's there to help. I mean, they've all been successful. We know it's because of the covers, so we don't need to. We don't. We don't need to, to really emphasise the fact that Do all the covers the cover. yeah, were yeah, done by it. me and what fine covers they are too. But can yeah, you see, the, can you the, see it on my shoulder just here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the three books. I mean, photograph like a thief. Um, I did a talk at uh, Reading College too for some to some photographers, and I've got a couple Brilliant. of copies that Scott sent me when he sent some books. So I took your book as a giveaway for the evening. The next guy, I think I shared it with you. The next day, the guy messaged me and said, "Thank you for the book. I've been through it already. Absolutely love it. Oh my god, it of course." And he said, "Like the the Brilliant. penny dropped. It's yeah, that yeah. whole thing of learning." Oh, yeah. And then obviously the the toolbox was then learning the skills of Photoshop. So for me, this book kind of accompanies the toolbox. The workshop was a start. Photograph like a thief. It, it's like its own little thing. But I think the last book and this book together are yeah. two books that anyone using Photoshop definitely needs to have on their shelf. I've I've written down chapters for the next one. <laughs> have you? Yeah, I've kind of <laughs> I've kind of in the mood for writing, so I've got an idea for another one. So that's what you need to do. Get it out now, mate. Get it all, get it all down in writing. I got next Start. week. Next week's free. I'll do it then. Yeah, you got another ten days coming up. Yeah. Come over here and kill you myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the thing about writing is literally every single book that I've written, the day that it shows up in my copy, show up on the desk, and I open it up and I look at it. My brain goes, "We should have added." <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. so you yeah, are, yeah. feel blessed that you got that in the like when you were still writing it because i've had that thought literally like the day it's too late the day i get the email from them saying your book is being published yeah. it's finished it's all done congratulations it'll, you know it'll be out in three months that afternoon i'm like oh i should have added yeah this. oh i i had the same in mind once it was done i mean the fact that i keep looking at it thinking I bloody wrote that. <laughs> and then since then, I've learned so much more. I've, I've referred, I mean, I know you do. I've referred to my own book a few times oh, because yeah. I hadn't been using InDesign as much. So it was like, oh, crap, what's the quick way? Get the book yeah, and do yeah. it. But even now, I've like thought, crikey, I, c I could write about 20, 25 more things for InDesign that I've learned along the way. Sounds like another book there, then. Yeah, it could be. How, how, 
how do I do that? How do I do more in InDesign? <laughs> I don't, I could. I probably I probably could do it. And and it's a bit like that I've said before with the marathon. When you do it, it really hurts. And at the end of it, you say never again. Mm. And then within a month, you're entering to do it the following year. And I'm and I'm itching to do another book. I'm I I, I want to do it because I love the thought of publishing mm. something and it being out there. And it does feel good recently where I've used it to my advantage to say I'm an author I've you know I've written this book it still feels odd doing it you'll be proud of me um, I've just used InDesign excellent because yeah, I, I did a new a new tutorial I've got coming out lighting effects I've done a 90 page pdf in InDesign good oh, lad there you go I'm proud of you son you I'm go. proud of you there you go. So, and the other thing you've been doing that um, well both of us have been doing and need to get Alan doing this as well is online events. Oh, God, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the on- online events thing, I mean, the event industry, as Alan knows full well, probably out of the three of us, has, has had the hardest hit of of all of our careers in, in the fact that, you know, you have to shoot people doing moving things. Um, but online events, you know, is another thing that got hit that we, you know, we've, tra- we've all travelled. In fact, I was watching a video today that was a Photoshop world where the three of us were teaching I think it was the last time the three of us were teaching, and it was Photoshop World Twenty. It was when they did the Saturday Night Live. That's right. Oh right, spoof. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now our, our pictures came up on screen at the beginning. Um, I can't. I think it was my first. It might be my second year. And um, and you, you sort of think back and think, yeah, we you know fly over there and stay in the hotel and mm. see everybody, and then you know we like you said we sat in our room going through and thinking oh what am i gonna do what am i gonna do and like now it's kind of the events have been online and i know you and i have done a couple for dave cross uh, in fact you've done more with dave cross than me but uh, i did max and then we've got photoshop world coming up which is their first one since the one in vegas in 2019 which you went to but the event side of it how have you found that i mean i'm, I'm I would imagine you've probably enjoyed it more because yeah. we could pre-record it, which helps as well. Yeah. But um, have have you have you felt about that with that switch of being online? Have you, is it something you've enjoyed? I, I have enjoyed it. There's been there's been different organisations doing it a different way. I mean, you mentioned Kelby <laughs> One. You mentioned Dave Cross. I mean, Dave Cross. If I had a hat on now, I'd take it off and doff it yeah. to him because my god does he work hard that first summit that he did how he pulled that together i don't know and he's just on on his own i know on his own just him and marlene and he's just got better and better so dave's just legend but then you've also got like the photography show and what have you so there's been different different places doing it in different ways um doing doing the stuff online you know i've done a lot of talks since march of last year (laughs) I, i enjoy doing it online i really do but i like the freedom that you get when you can pre-record stuff and then and then have it up there so because sometimes you can feel when you do stuff live and i love the live stuff we all do love the live stuff Mm. but you're at the mercy of things going slightly (laughs) wrong and yeah whereas you know when you have the t-shirt well yeah when you pre-record it it for me uh, the pre-recording side of things it just lets you think right let's go for it what can i do with this what can i bring that in do that do so then i'm in my element wanting to put something together do you know what i mean so i've i've really enjoyed it i really have enjoyed it but i do prefer the ones where you're live while it's going on 
but you're yeah. showing pre-recorded content, but you're there live in the background and then can jump on before or afterwards for live questions, Q and A's and stuff like that. Yeah, I've preferred, I, th- I actually think if you approach it in the right manner, given that we have stood up and we've had things go wrong or people asking questions or whatever, it feels like you're almost getting two hours of content mm. in a one hour slot. Yeah. Because like you say, you're able to edit it. You're able to edit out the ums, the ahs, the little problems or the screen not working. Mm. And you can actually give more value for money from it. And I've I've much more enjoyed like Adobe Max last year. Mm. They were short sessions, but it was great because you could drop in, you could go back and rewatch them they're there you know they're there for a long time but there was so much information in there so now i'm i'm in the process of i've got notepad here i've been planning out all my content for kelby one for photoshop world it is i know i'm going to get more into this pre-recorded session Mm. than i would if i was stood up on stage i I think i think all this pre-recorded and the live events and stuff like that has because you can guarantee that a lot of organizations they're not going to completely replace the live stuff this is going to supplement it but i think what this has shown more than anything is that in the creative industry that we're in i think you've you've got to be comfortable with video you've got to you've got to be comfortable because otherwise you're going to be left behind i I remember i remember years ago when we first had something to do with the, the folks at kelby one and it was like oh my god you know going over there and i remember the very first time i was at the kelby one place and I forget who it was who said it to me, though, but somebody actually said to me, if you're not doing video, you're losing. You're going to lose. And now, fast forward you know, a good few years, you can see how important video content is and the live stuff. But I think being being comfortable on camera is vital these days that's, because this is how we can engage. Struggle. I mean, that's we, 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 we did stuff me. before. Cause I remember me and you did some recording before, and I was telling you that you treat the camera like it's your friend a lot of people get really nervous but just treat the camera like you're talking to a mate and then once you get that into your head you you can you can just go for it do you know what i mean you're yeah. not looking well, at a 16 to 35 lens you're looking at your mate and you just i talking. think it was you that even said to me or someone said to me about if you've i mean i've only got a webcam on here and i know i need a better camera but i also need a better environment for the on-camera stuff the the actual tutorial side of it but I think someone said, put a photograph of your best mate or someone who makes you smile next to the camera. So mm. you're looking at them like like I was talking to you or Alan. I'll put one of you each side. <laughs> and, and it kind of, because, you know, you know I'm very self-conscious about something. Yeah, so yeah. that I have to overcome that. And there's times when I'm like, I'm seriously, I'm sat and I'm thinking about it and I'm so fired up. And I sit and start talking the thing and my eye completely behaves it's like it's amazing i can hear like oh but then as soon as i sit down in front of the camera it's like it it goes and you're right it's i think it's the self-consciousness of we're not used to talking to cameras Mm. i know with mobile phones now it's a little bit different but as nervous as it is to stand up in front of people you feel like you're talking to someone you're sharing the the experience the the experience of of the live room that yes. always I, I yeah. was really um I enjoyed more because I did some webinars yeah. way back when, even before I did Photoshop World, I did some stuff for Nick Software they, when they were <laughs> before Nick Software was bought by like before they were bought by Google and moved and all that stuff, they were based here in San Diego and I went into their offices and I did some webinars for them and it was really odd because you'd be you'd be like, Oh, like there are friends of mine work there, like Lori and like Lori would have been like, Oh, 
and come on, and then you're talking, and then like you sit down in front of a computer, and there, and then they close you <laughs> in a little sound booth room, and they walk away, and you're like alone, <laughs> looking around, going, yeah. And they're like, "Don't worry, we'll take care of the chat. You just talk to the computer, and it's very, yeah. There's nothing, you know. Yeah, there's no I, feedback coming from it. And mm. I did one for the LA InDesign User Group, and it was, and it was one of those. The time they got the time zone wrong, so I ended up doing it at twelve o'clock at night till two in the morning, <laughs> where it should have been eight o'clock in the evening. So there was some miscommunication on on their side. But I said, "Look, I'm not letting anyone down. I'm really fired up to do this." But then they put everyone on mute. So I'd included some funny bits in it, like little little hidden things that I wanted to make a joke about and a couple of little story bits uh, around one of the things I showed them. Nothing. No sound. No laughter. That, no, that's no, that's not a bad thing. Couldn't even see faces. So oh, I, right. And it was making me nervous because I was thinking... Oh no! Yeah. All I've got left now is my accent. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I carried on and I did it. It was one and a half hour session, and Brilliant. I finished it on the dot. And I hadn't practiced it in the time. Yeah. And then when they came back on, and then I looked at the comments, and they were like, "Oh my god, that was so funny!" And they were saying, "Oh, over here we could hear the laughing and yeah. all the comment." And it, and then it was kind of like, "Oh," Phew. but it was yeah, it was just that weirdness of. I did on the on the zooms that I was doing, and still do actually the camera club ones. I love it because you can see the faces on the little thumbnails, so you are getting that feedback, like Alan's saying there, that kind of reaction. You can see it. Although sometimes we can, I can definitely be guilty of prejudging what they're thinking, and you kind yeah. of and you do get it wrong. Do you know what I mean? But with the audio, they always we always mute everybody because there's two things happened, right? There were, out of all those things, two things happened. I remember the one time I was doing a talk, and it was they wanted me to talk about how the project started, the veterans one, and some stories of veterans. And it goes to the first half, second half. So you get to the first half, and you say, right, we'll have a 10-minute break, go and refill your glasses, toilet break, and whatever. So I have my Apple AirPods in, and I, I kind of close my video off, and I just walk out and close my microphone off. But I can still hear and as I walk out the room, not looking, I hear these, this bloke go, God, he can talk. So I was like, oh, hello. Didn't have a clue who said it. But then worse than that once, you know, like on Zoom, when you have, it, it kind of changed whereby it had to have either a password or a waiting room. So I, I'm doing this one talk. I've got the host in front of me. I'm chatting to him on the screen. And you can see the numbers of people waiting to be let in. And he says, okay, are you ready to, to start then? I said, yeah, yeah, go on, let him in then. So he clicks the old uh, in, accept all and you can see the screen filling up with all these faces and their microphones are on and whatever and when it all filled up i got my headphones i got my earphones in all of a sudden you hear this <laughs> here's some somebody farted a pro a, a one you'd be proud of a proper quality one and i'm like i didn't try not to react and i'm looking at the screen of faces i can see the host going bright red trying to hold one you know not laughing and you're looking for the person leaning yeah. over on their seat yeah yeah so, so i said so, eventually i broke and i went did you hear that and he went yeah yeah i did yeah 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 and then everyone else starts laughing because they realize now we're finding it funny and they can laugh but yeah so then i kept telling people in the breaks remember your videos on and your audio so you might want to turn it off yeah so. <laughs> yeah like going to the bathroom with the mics lab mics oh, like the old naked gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing you've obviously been doing as well is you've been doing the live facebook stuff mm -hmm. um continuing doing that the behind the scenes 
and that's something like you said the, the video side of it is really good and i know you and i've had a few moans in the past i think that's for me that's something that is still you have to do that right or otherwise it just feels like we've said before like morning um i'm walking my dog oh right i see what you mean there's yeah the sun. yeah 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 uh, and i know there's uh, one of the things with being live and you know TikTok, we're saying TikTok has been the app of the year, and I know a lot of people haven't adopted it yet and still <laughs> just, don't quite know. So but I'll tell you hilarious. what, mate, it's some hilarious stuff on there. But there's some really good creative people on there Too right, who are. have who have adopted yeah. that one minute, like the one minute tutorials. Now yeah, they've got yeah. three minutes, but some of them, I and mean, I'm following some super creative, like video editing. I've learned sound, loads, loads just, about my phone, things I didn't know I could yeah. do with my phone, you know. And I think that that side of it on the social side there's mm. been a definite shift in quality yeah that now you're starting to see certain people who have become videographers on social media there's a there's a really interesting content. video i mentioned him already actually peter mckinnon did a video yeah where are we now we're recording this end end of july-ish uh a couple of weeks ago two three weeks ago something like that he did a video about what's happening with social media and it was, and he did the video just after Instagram publicly announced they were no longer just a picture sharing site. Um, and he does this video talking about how video content is now being ingested, and you've got this different. Do you do the high end production quality kind of stuff, or is it just raw? Do you mean do you just do raw stuff with your phone, and you can look because you can look at the, although TikTok. You know, there is plenty of rubbish on TikTok, but it's definitely got a place for getting out there and, and kind of, you know... There's plenty known. of rubbish on Instagram. Well, there is, There's yeah. plenty of rubbish. But yeah, you look at the view, like... the viewing stats of raw video on TikTok and raw video and in things like Reels on Instagram. Mm. It's way up there. So you could spend literally a couple, two or three days producing a really high-end video, which has definitely got its place, of course, on like YouTube and stuff. But a raw video of the same kind of content, but a raw video without all the high-end retouching and lighting and, and all that stuff. My God, in the right place, is getting one hell of a lot of view, viewings. Yeah. And being on camera, I've seen a lot of content recently, and I've been watching a lot of people who talk about how to make content. And it has, been, and this is something you're an absolute natural at, and you, you know, you, you always have been one take duists. Um, is being you really don't see the stuff I don't do. Mate. <laughs> oh my god! But being comfortable enough on camera, there's a lot to be said. I've seen a lot of things where they like put yourself on camera, be be in front of it. And now when you see a lot more tutorials, you see people in the corner. Mm. You see more of them on camera. Um, again, it's like it's something I know I need to do, and it's something I need to be better at. You're probably fine but, with you, Dave. I mean, you probably go to record. I might be wrong, but if you're going to record something, you go right. I'll do it now press record and then do it i mean i i personally think you should just press record while you're faffing about getting yourself ready and then just look up and carry on as yeah. opposed because you for all you know there might just be that that kind of psychological thing that when you press record it's like oh it does. it's like that thing when someone's gonna take a picture going ready ready cheese <laughs> yeah. it's ready. like oh everyone starts to look a bit tense so just press record memory's cheap these days isn't it so just put the card in get it recording faff about and go right i'll do it now Blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to, here we go, record. It's even a really good tip I was given as well. Um, I think it was Clardy told me about it. She said, 
that off camera, like when she's not in front of camera, she was also saying what she does is she records the tutorial and does the voice. But then she sends the audio track away to be transcribed okay. because she says, I know the flow of what I'm doing while I'm doing it, but I know I need to be concentrating on what I'm doing and thinking less about what I'm saying. So she says, I kind of talk what I know I would say while I'm doing it. I send it away to be transcribed. It comes back as a script. Then I take the video and I go back to the start and I watch my video. And because I did it and because I said it, I know the beat of the video and she reads like the script and she said her, her the difference in quality in her audio with visual is so much better yeah, because yeah. she can concentrate on one thing than concentrate on the other mm. thing. So I've started doing that and it works. It's, it's quite a good little tip if you're indoors I mean, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. outdoors it's different. But I, I do the same I, thing with the bold font and the not, not bold font. I, yeah. I blue tack it underneath the camera. So as I'm looking to the camera, I know I know the, the bold stuff, I, I'm to camera, blah, 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 blah. Once I get to the end of that, I then pause, look down, then read the stuff that's not bold, and then pause, read the sentence that's coming up. Right, that's to camera. And then say it to camera. So then the edit, all I do is just take out the pauses. So it sounds like I'm just yeah. doing it in a continual flow. That's the same here. I write it all out and put breaks in, and then I just read it. But I know how to end a sentence knowing how I'm going to go into the yeah, next yeah. one. But I've yeah. learned so much about video. I mean, m mostly from the last job that mm. I was doing, but I learned so much about editing and pacing and, and the, the, like the beat of getting mm. how you're speaking. I hate when I've watched a few videos and I listen to myself back. I don't know if you do it where you pick up someone else's habit and you, I was watching a series of videos and this <laughs> guy had a way of ending the sentence and I found myself doing it. Oh, and I, no. scrapped, I scrapped the whole thing and did it again. Because I was listening back going, I'm mimicking, I'm mimicking <laughs> what I've just been listening to. And that's not me. Oh, well, it's just amazing because in the past, I always avoided video because people couldn't consume it easily. It, like Photographs yeah. were easily consumed because they showed up on everything. But yeah. with the way smartphones and tablets and... I'm assuming that the new Apple Watch will have 4K video projection on it, so you can sit and you know, <laughs> you know, play it on your on your screen. Video is becoming much more consumable, and my yeah, father-in-law yeah. does something that I find absolutely fascinating. We went to Texas a couple of weeks ago for a wedding, and he um, uses his iPhone and he videotapes things around him and narrates what's going on and then sends it to people as text messages. And we have this entire library of his life being narrated by him on the scene doing things. So we were standing outside of the hotel and he just held up his cell phone and he starts recording and he's like, we're ready to go to the wedding. We're all dressed up and we're looking really good. Oh. And, it's, and click, sends it off to someone. And I realized that He's not in the greatest of health, and he's 86 years old. And he's, but we are going to have this entire library of him yes, narrating yeah. parts that is of his priceless. life, and it's absolutely priceless. Yeah. And uh, instead of being afraid of video, or because I used to just literally like, I see a video camera and I freeze, like I'm in the middle of doing a crime, <laughs> like you know, don't film. <laughs> I'm realizing that it's it's much more uh, accessible, and it. It literally yeah. lets you into someone's life really easily, and the, what he did, what the way he did it was, you know, fat, and because he has absolutely no self-conscious notions about it. There's no, 
there's no like am i gonna look good am i gonna sound right am i going it was yeah it was yeah. just literally yeah. like sending a text message to someone so what a lovely thing to do yeah <laughs> lovely thing to but, do i mean there are still some people who should not be in front of a oh. camera <laughs> there are still people who should not be doing video but i take my hat off to those that have taken themselves out of the comfort zone and started to learn new things with the equipment because some, something else someone pointed out to me as well the other day was when we think about how we consume media is i mean it's a visual thing so i'm i've picked my phone up and i've turned it sideways so it's now landscape so we watch movies like this we take photographs like this we generally turn the phone on its side like a camera but when we consume social media we do it in portrait and we scroll so if you think about Instagram reels and stories, if you think about TikTok, if you think about any of the live stuff, it's all portrait. And what I think is also is creatively good is the fact how people, like when you think you're trying to show off a Photoshop tip in portrait, how narrow that screen is. <laughs> yeah. I've actually, when I was doing it for, for my old job, I've actually got markers on my monitor where I knew I had to shrink the window down for... Wow. Instagram square format and for s stories and um, and reels mm. is that if you go and watch them it's like for a start you're showing a really really clever Photoshop tip or Illustrator tip but you're also showing it at, like the, the width of a phone mm. that's not how it's meant to be but yeah it's that creativity that, that comes through is how we're consuming it and how we're learning it mm. we just do it without realising it now mm-hmm it's just that consumption of, of and I've learned so much through tips and tricks and you know people showing stuff. I'm forever I'm like you now I've got my book and I'm forever writing down I had a field notes out the other day and I filled it in an evening of all these useful websites for and I'll share them with you mate because I've some of them will be so I mean I shared that tip with you the other day about mm. the caption fantastic you know I, yeah. I saw that on TikTok well I'm going to be using uh, that for this new thing I've got coming out that's going to be yeah. brilliant that is absolutely brilliant Ah. So. Right, I'm going to throw in a new thing and surprise you. It's the first time I've ever done oh. it. Who who better to throw it in? Yeah, um, so it's actually going to... We're going to ask you to ask us a question each. Is there anything you want to know? Is there anything you can think of asking us? Um, and then we're going to finish off with a, with a rollback. We're going to do a loves and loads, <laughs> which we haven't done it for a long, long time. So okay. we're going to... Throw that back in. So, I want to. I want to ask Alan, the co-host <laughs> of He Shoots He Draws. What What have you from the guests that you've had since you've been doing it since May of last year? What's one thing that really sticks out that you've learned? Um, I I, th I think because I started with COVID, uh, the most um universal thing across everyone has been that uh, the year has been really difficult for a lot of people and not to let it define the rest of your life, the rest of your career, the rest of everything. Because everyone seemed to have like there was a, a, a problem and I felt this way really bad. Like I had no creativity going into this thing at all. Like when COVID hit, I had all these shows. I, I just lost the best one of my best friends not to COVID, but he, he passed away. Um, I had done some traveling, we came back, um, and literally after traveling across the country and back and being around thousands of people, like the very next week, the world shut down. 
So I photographed an empty building. I put my camera down. I started working on this little book project I had going on, which was more editing, but it had no creativity in it at all. And I just was like, okay, this will be over in a couple of weeks and things will be back and things will be fine. And then it wasn't. And it dragged on and on and on. And I never, I, my cameras actually had dust on them by the time I picked them up again. And being able to talk to a lot of people who had gone through kind of the same thing made me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one out here who's struggling to figure out like what to do with this time and how to do it. Um, so I, it actually like literally gave me hope <laughs> that I wasn't, you know, spiraling into some deep, dark, horrible place, which, mm. which seemed to mm -hmm. be where I was heading in um, May of last year. It also... Uh, made me, you know, I don't know, put on clothes and shower and <laughs> get on a webcam and, you know, wear pants. Um, you know, at least most, at least. Which he's only doing <laughs> yeah, for my benefit because it's still audio uh, only. Yeah, it's for Dave's benefit or the guest benefit. You know, I just, um, uh, but no, reality, I, it, it, part of it was a little bit that it, it doing the podcast actually gave me something to look forward to and to do and to, to mm -hmm. have some kind of thing because my world like the photography I did just went away in a day. Yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, look, we have all this stuff. And then nothing. And my calendar had, I was like, I was looking forward. There were people who were coming and I had like, we were going to photograph that were bucket list for a variety of reasons. And it just like gone. So some of them will come back. Some of them probably won't. But like James Taylor canceling was like a huge one because I had missed him for the last two tours. And I was like, I love James Taylor. I've seen him. I want to photograph him. And it was like, nope, that's canceled. Celine Dion's canceled. Like just one after another, these things just kind of um, felt like like bricks falling. And I was, I would just sit mm -hmm. in my office and go, and it would just be down. So it, yeah, it, that was a real helpful thing. And, and, you know, there are people like Douglas Saunders, like, I'm like, dude, like your good year made me feel so much better that you could literally like, um, you know, he was like, yeah, we pivoted. We did this, we turned around and we did this. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I am, I can, you know, I'm not going to do that, but I could do that. And it was like that little bit of could mm -hmm. made me feel just a whole lot better about just about everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah that mm. was, uh, I get that. That's a good. That's yeah. a good answer. That's a very good. <laughs> well, answer. I mean, it, you know, it was yeah. tough. The, um, yeah. I it was the COVID hit on top of um, my friend Garth passing away was like two just blows one after another, and then Comic Con got canceled. Like obviously, but those three mm. things like back to back to back were just like, oh, I, I why am I getting up in the morning? Um, and I will say, there's one other thing that happened. Uh, because we don't have children, we have a couple of dogs, but we do have a very nice backyard. My wife and I started sitting outside every night in the summertime. Um, it was still light till late. We have a very nice back porch. We would put on an audible book. We would sit and have a, have a drink or a glass of wine and sit outside and literally just like listen to, uh, we listened to uh, Barack Obama's book, Becoming. We listened, I mean, Michelle Obama's book and then Barack's book after that. So we would literally like have some, time together where we didn't do anything mm. else and that was a real bonus um and time all and is that something that you wouldn't have done right before? because she was she'd come back from work and then we'd make dinner and we'd watch some tv and you know i'd have to run off to do a show or i'd be editing something and our schedules just weren't in line but because she was working at home yeah. i kind of matched my 
sit down in my office and deal with the stuff that I actually had to deal with to earn money to when she was sitting in at her desk <laughs> doing the stuff she was doing to earn yeah, money. Yeah. And then yeah. in the evenings, we would take the dogs for a walk, then we'd come back and we'd literally sit outside instead of turning on the TV and making dinner and scheduling the next stuff. So we would just kind of like take an hour or two every night just to relax and literally mm. not do anything and found out we really love our house <laughs> really love our neighborhood really love our backyard and just sitting there Good. you know while everyone else is trapped at home we felt we were blessed to be able to be at home which is a mm. different kind of just looking at the same thing so yeah yeah um, a little yeah. bit of a survival instinct as well you know <laughs> don't mm. And you got the whole backyard completely redone was, as well. I did. I so I rebuilt the deck. <laughs> I, we I turned the garage into more of a yoga studio. I got, I had a very long list of things that I'd been avoiding for a couple of years. So I did a mm -hmm. I did a lot of uh, manual labor outside too, and it was nice to. Um, there was a day where I finally got the deck finished enough that if I sat down in the chairs, I couldn't see the part that wasn't done. That was a very good day because <laughs> we could sit down and enjoy the view without thinking, I've got to go finish that last little bit. I know I did it, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was really nice to be able to relax and do that. So, yeah, yeah. You know, Brilliant. Yeah. So it's definitely a positive. It's definitely then. positive. All right. So, all right. Then Dave, then he's going to have to kind of involve the last year and a bit. So yeah. looking at what's happened over the last year and a bit, how has that changed you? going forward how how do you think the whole thing has changed you uh i think it's made me realize i have to make better use of my time now i have got kids um and i've got two working one's been working at home the girls have been in and out of school time management probably has been the thing I've realized if you don't get on top of mm. you can very quickly find a day goes by then a week goes by and then all of a sudden a month goes by and because like one of the girls has athletics every Wednesday and it I've re it was really weird starting to think like I'd turn up the next Wednesday see the other two dads and it'd be like there's a week gone by yeah god crap what did I do this week <laughs> so I mean obviously you're working that I was working day to day but I think of of having that time working from home permanently but having a family here is that time management working out what you're going to do with the moments where you've got the freedom to do something mm -hmm. versus right three o'clock I can't record now girls are home they're going to lose their rag over something the tv's going to be on you know really made me start to focus on when I was going to be doing things mm. and how I do them and that discipline made the difference to the way I worked and I found that I work so much differently than the way I used to I'm much more organized I'm much more conscious of time and what I'm spending on things um, because you can lose yourself in something and yeah. sit and spend you know eight hours noodling on something so I've, yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's like, okay, this should take me, and I was practicing things like, especially in Illustrator as well, because that was part of my job is I was practicing techniques and like, okay, I'm going to spend this. If I make this, it shouldn't take me more than an hour. Whereas before I'd be, oh, I've got all day. I'll just sit and fiddle. So when you start 
wanting to say to people, oh, I'm a graphic designer. Well, how much does it cost me to do that? I could have been like, oh, just send it over and I'll get it done whenever. But it's like, no, I need to do that in an hour because the next hour I need to be planning for this. And I've for, like got six notebooks around now and I'm forever sketching and writing notes down and ideas when they come to me so that when I've got the time to do them, I'm much more organised how I do them. There's still a lot of things I still want to be able to do. And part of that is the environment still. I wish I could go somewhere else and do it. And I think that would help me overcome some of the issues I have with creating content because, you know, you know what I'm like. I don't create anywhere near enough content as I, sh I could and should. Mm. And if I don't, I won't get hired. Mm. People won't see what I'm making. But I kind of wish I could step away and have another environment. It's been great working from home, but I miss being somewhere. Yeah. And I miss having a place where I can just, it's clean and I know I can set a camera up and like you say, I could just turn it on and just record all day and then just pick out the best bits. Mm -hmm. And that would make me feel better about doing that content. So that's like next on the list. Yeah. Now I can actually go somewhere, whereas before I couldn't. It's made me realise the value of the time to do the things because we're very lucky, I am very lucky you know, I have been working. I wasn't furloughed. Mm. Um, for those that listened a couple of weeks ago know that I did lose my job. I've since got another job um, back into graphic design. So I need that security. But I've been taking qualifications now to teach because that's something I've realized I want to do. So I just passed my illustrator and InDesign and visual um, Adobe certified professional nice. visual stuff. So I've got well that. Done. I'm going to take... A teaching qualification called CompTIA, which means I'll be qualified to teach in a classroom of students, whether it be a training company or anywhere. And once I've got that, I can then study to take my um, Adobe Certified Pro to be able to teach Adobe products. So it's a long goal, but it's made me focus. Brilliant. It's made me think, well, I'm not going to get, I'm not literally not going to get the things I want to do if I don't put the time and effort in. And if I'm going to put the time and effort in, I've got to make sure those minutes and, and hours count towards it. So it's been like the two Fridays I did my exam. Nobody talked to me, door shut. I've got to study. I've got, a, I, I did the test, the practice test three times. I just did my illustrator one. It's out of a thousand. I've got 953. I was wow. so pleased with it. Well done, um, mate. My design wasn't <laughs> as high. <laughs> I passed it. It was still high, but it wasn't as high as that one. But it was just like, I, re I realised if you put the effort in, it's back to things, if you put the effort in, you will reap the rewards. And I'm starting to appreciate that more now, yeah. knowing that there are people who maybe have not got the luxury that we've got mm. of being able to do these things on the side See, as well. See, the weird thing, if I would have taken that cool. test, I would have gotten the other 47. But that's all I got. Right. They're good questions yeah. as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to finish off with an old classic then. Okay. So, um, so with the loves, loves and lows thing. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking about that last twelve months for what you've been doing. Yeah. What What one thing do you think you've taken away from the change in your life? that really makes you in the morning go, God, I want to get into this. Mm -hmm. um, I, 
I think more than anything, this last 12 months or whatever it is has made me realise more than ever how much I absolutely love being involved in the creative industry. More than ever now, more than ever. Because I am doing other things, like I said. It's, you know, my camera is now not just for taking portraits. My phone is being used more for doing more creative stuff on. So I just, the whole creative world, I absolutely love. I'm just, I can't say it more than that. I can't say it simpler than that. I love I think it's around it. it. And it's shown, mate. It's shown in, in the how you've been on camera. I watch your lives. Uh, you know, I see when you pop up. It's like Glyn's going live and I jump in and watch them when I can. And and just that quality of work. It definitely comes out in the way you're, you're presenting it. So on the flip side, without going on the political side mm-hmm. or kind of the, the virus side, what from the last 12 months... I'm gonna, and I'm going to change it. I'm not going to ask you what you've hated. Mm-hmm. What from the last 12 months that maybe used to make you feel negative have you shaken off? What was a loathe that you've managed, like a ghost you've put to rest? Oh, God. <laughs> he does that. He turns things around yeah. on you. <laughs> a ghost I've put to rest. Something I didn't like or maybe wasn't having. I don't, I don't know. What I mean, it's... I mean, you and I used to rant about yeah, so yeah. much stuff. I, I, when, when, I come, when you first said loves and loaves, you know, there was one thing that came to my head, but it's not related to what you're saying there. Well, give us, give us the answer to that okay. if you haven't got an answer to that. While I'm talking, I'll think about that. All right. um, one of my loathes, if that's the right word for it, is fair weather creatives. And what I mean by that is pre march 2020 there would be people that we all know that were posting on social media doing videos on social media about how wonderful things are they're doing this they're doing that look how great i am at doing this creative stuff oh god i'm so busy i'm so busy you should do this you should be like me and then the pandemic hits and these people who seem to have everything together and almost made you feel like your life wasn't (laughs) worth living all of a sudden where are they do you know what i mean where are these people you know i mean my attitude towards this is okay so you're out there in the good times you're happy to share and teach and support everybody but that's great that's 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 not hard to do that when things are good to help people when things are good but when things aren't good where are you because out there there are other people who are having bad times and they need some help where are you where are you I mean, you're this guru, yeah. this creative guru. Get out and create, create some content to motivate and help other people who are really struggling. Yeah. Well, it's that we've t- talked before about the faddy thing. It's like, you know, uh, consistency. If you're going to do something, plan, think about it and see it through. Mm. Because uh, so I said, I said, to, oh, I was chatting to, um, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said. <laughs> <laughs> anyone watching, listening won't have any clue what that is. <laughs> but I was actually messaging someone today about this pressure of, um, of watching these gurus telling you how you'll make a six figure sum. And it's like, no, just teach someone, just be consistent and just be honest and teach someone how to make a hundred quid. Is it, is it because me, Dave? Or have, has this last 12 months all of a sudden be- made everybody become a life coach? 
Oh, these former former Entrep- photographers, entrepreneur, are now- life coach, yeah. and a guru. Yeah, yeah. So you're a life coach. You tell people how to live their life and be good. How about you just kind of forget the life coach bit, go back to being a photographer and creative, produce some content, and help other people, which will help them with their life. Yeah. yeah. No, so. oh, that's oh, that was like a good old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so the so the ghost that I thought might have been laid to rest with an with the Devonshire life has not gone away. <laughs> no, I've got I've we, got the uh, the kind of the serenity where I am now to be able to take a tape uh, pace back and just look at what's going on, and that has been like a Belisha beacon. Well, well, look what's going yeah. on with these people. Where are they? I haven't seen them for ages, but I can guarantee you, once it is safe to do so which I don't think is going to be this year. I don't want it to be this year. Next year, when things have really yeah. settled down, let's see if they return all of a sudden guns blazing. Where where have you been? <laughs> when people yeah. needed you, where were you? And then knocking on your door going, oh, can I just mm. jump on that? Can I just jump on the thing you, you're doing so I can quickly yeah. catch and up? If you, and if you're you a creative, you it's different if, like, like Alan was saying then, the work he had, literally one day just bang, that was it, stopped. Yeah. But if you're somebody who creates content, I'm talking about a creative content maker. Do you know what I mean? Mm, You can just, I could walk out of my house now, it's night time, and there'll be something I could do something with. There just would be. So, you know, where are these people, these so-called content creators? Not all of them, obviously, but there are some who just, you know, they're fair weather creatives. We'll leave it there. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good one to end on. So uh, we we brought the love and loads back, and we definitely we definitely got our money's worth there. Well, to finish off, because we could literally talk for this could be a Star Wars trilogy if we had a good old chat about stuff. What have you got coming up now towards now and the end of the year? And obviously, we're still in a situation where we're kind of still in a mm-hmm. very reserved uh, environment. What? What projects, what things have you got coming up? Uh, when's the book coming out? Uh, and then the what... book comes out, I believe, I believe August in the US, then on September onwards for uh, UK and Europe. So that's that, that's that coming out. Um, but at the moment, I'm working on some new stuff. It's basically, uh, um, I've had time to look at the website, realised I wasn't happy. So there's a new site coming out, a new website, which is totally different to what I've had in the past. And a new platform for my what was a store has now changing from being a store. It's now being a streaming platform. Um, so I'm really, really happy with how that's going. I've been able to, I mean, the, the sort of video stuff I've been working on, I've been able to bring that into how I'm producing the, the actual recording of this stuff now. So I'm happy with the content. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be coming out very soon. So there's a classes on streaming classes that you can watch on any device, anywhere on selections lighting effects in photoshop and there's a big one i'm doing on printing because i've got a real thing about printing as you probably know excellent and we've got photoshop world coming up photoshop world coming up yeah. at the end of the yeah. end of august yeah. as well and potentially another another event towards the yes. end of the year that we're waiting to hear we're waiting to hear <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've submitted proposals and yes. we're waiting to hear but I think it's pretty much kind of more of the same and then hoping that 2022 brings us back to uh, yeah. things we could, we were used to before. I've got obviously got the ph- photography show coming up, which I know you're going to give a miss Yeah, I'm giving year, it a miss this year. For me, I know we're all different. We all have our own things. But I I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to go there just yet. I don't want to put myself in that yeah. position just yet. And it's not... 
me I'm thinking of, you know, I'm back in touch with my mom now and I want to see her off as often as I can. The last thing I want to do is mm. something that's going to stop me doing that. So Yeah, no, it's fair enough. Well, all the best for twenty for leading into twenty twenty two. It's much. been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. I have Having really enjoyed dulcet it. dulcet tones back <laughs> on the show. It was nice to end on a bit of the old, get in there moaning. Yeah. Not moaning, but you know what I mean. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, there's definitely going to be subjects coming up over the next few months that I know we'll want your input on and uh, and jump in and we'll ask you some questions. So, But no, it's great great to have you back on. It was Lovely. good Thank to you. see the three, the three oh. doctors back in the TARDIS <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will lead out with the with the Doctor Who theme tonight but no Glenn seriously thanks for no, being thank on the you. show it's um, I'm glad you got over the weird bit at the beginning because it's like for those listening this was the first time Glenn's been back on the show since I think April 2020 so you know mm. we said we wanted you on because so much has happened um, and I think we pretty much covered all of that this evening no, thank so, you very much yeah, and hopefully we'll see you in person yeah. soon. Yeah, hopefully. We've got to meet up. We definitely have got to meet up. Blimey. Definitely. All right. Maybe next year. Come on, Alan, get your ass in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm, I, I'm, I follow this guy called The Points Guy, and uh, he does travel updates uh, on a daily basis, and he will talk about how the restrictions are lifted in different countries, and I'm just sitting there. I know it sounds, I know it sounds weird, because you've obviously just said you're not going for the, to the photography show, but... It's one thing I've absolutely missed is the travel side oh, of it God, and, yeah, and going over. And, and I'm watching, like, waiting for that moment where they say, yeah, it's okay mm. to fly. And and I'm set, I'm ready to it's, go. I think I, I th- I I'm going to treat the whole it's okay to now do this. I'm going to treat it like an, an Apple operating system update. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait for everybody else to do it first, and then I'll give it a while, and then I'll do it. <laughs> or... Or do the update the night before a presentation in the hotel room. Oh, that reminds <laughs> me, Washington. I, yeah, I know that I leave you on your own and expect to come back and so find my a laptop hole in the fly. window. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we'll say, <laughs> we'll say good night and uh, thanks again, Glenn, and uh, we'll be back next time. Oh, cheers, guys. Bye.